As vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs, we're often adapting to a new reality. This new podcast series from Vegan Mainstream is an opportunity to help you when it's time to pivot. These interviews will come from inside and outside of our community, and I hope as your host, Stephanie Red Cross West, I can inspire you and give you the tools that you need to move forward. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our next interview. I'm really excited about today's interview because not only are we going to dig into some of the myths about nutrition, but we have an amazing expert here today, uh, Jeff Palmer, where we're going to be talking about not only his business, how he's built his business, um, Green Machine, but also talk about the nutrition that is not only the central part of the business that um, Jeff has built over the years, but why and how he uses not only research data to really make sure that the quality of the supplements that he's offering really meet the need. They really meet and are based on the science. We're also getting an opportunity to talk with someone who is a lifelong vegan. So it's really exciting to talk with someone who's kind of been there over the years as they've seen how the market has moved, how they've seen how businesses have shifted and pivoted. So we will talk about how, you know, what our current environment um, not only has been like for businesses, um, but also for Jeff's business, how it has changed, how much maybe COVID has impacted. And if because because of his level of experience um, is if he has any advice for anyone out there who is struggling, who's trying to adapt, who's trying to find their way through, I'm hoping that we can offer you some not only inspiration, maybe some ideas and some recommendations. So without further ado, let me say welcome, Jeff, to today's interview. Well, thank you, Stephanie. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure to, to speak with you in person, finally. I know we've <laughs> chit-chatted on LinkedIn and other so nice to talk to you. Yeah, I love it when I get a chance to finally meet someone that we've known kind of through social, through, you know, events and activities. So it's really great opportunity um, as well for me to get a chance to chit chat. And hopefully this is just the beginning of the good stuff that we're going to be um, doing together. So giving everyone a little bit of background about yourself. I always like to let people know how long you've been vegan and anything you want to share with or about your kind of vegan transformation story. Sure. Um, yeah, I've been vegan for 35 years. Um, and, um, you know, the first question people ask me is like, wow, what was it like 35 years ago to be vegan? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's true. And then what made you go vegan 35 years ago? Because there's so many great movies and books and mm -hmm. social media support and blogs and everything out there to really support people, which I think is awesome. And back then, 35 years, back in 1985, there was no, hardly any books. There were no movies. There were, you know, there was no, there was no internet. It <laughs> didn't really come to fruition quite yet. Uh, so, you know, what happened? And for me, it was a personal transformation experience. I was dealing with um, severe depression. I, mm -hmm. I lost my mother, my father, my brother, all in a very short period of time. That was in the core of my family, and um, and I, I was struggling with the depression, and it, it got to a point where uh, I became suicidal, and I really had to ask myself, you know, okay, 
how can I stay here? I need to find a way to become happy. Yeah. And um, I uh, got in touch with this person who really talked me back in to the pain and helped me release it. And when I released it, it was just such a flood, such a letting go. Mm-hmm. But behind all that anger and sadness mm-hmm. was all this love I had that was just being suppressed and kept down. And it's just like it reconnected me to myself, most Mm -hmm. importantly, but to others and to the environment and to animals. And, you know, I just I felt so thankful for being released of my own suffering. I just stayed up all night meditating um, Mm -hmm. on how can I contribute to less suffering in the world? And the answer just came to me in meditation. Stop harming the animals. And nothing could have rang clearer in my head at that mind. Like, of course, I don't need to eat them. Why am I? Why are they dying and suffering at my context? I know what suffering likes. Uh, it feels like I don't want to suffer. They don't want to suffer. So you know, I was like, wow, how, how can I? Like many people, then how how did I not see this before? <laughs> Uh, but I, I quit doing drugs, I quit smoking, I quit drinking, and I quit doing all animal products that day. And 35 years later, <laughs> you know, I, but I, at that moment, I not only committed the rest of my life to living a vegan lifestyle. Actually, I didn't even know the term vegan back then. I just calling myself a strict vegetarian because I wasn't familiar with the term vegan. But, mm-hmm. um, but I said, not only am I going to commit the rest of my life, I'm going to commit the rest of my life to helping others try to reach the health, the, the, the compassion levels that, that I was experiencing in multiple different ways. And I figured, hey, you know, health is probably one of the simplest and most common ways that people come to change and uh, in their own personal health because it directly affects them individually. So I said, that's a great place to start. And in physical health, I was, um, uh, you know, a junior Olympic swimmer in high school and college, got into weightlifting and loved being physically fit. And I saw that as two parts of the whole health, you know, which is nutrition and fitness. And I said, well, if that's what I love, why not do it for a living and eventually create a clean machine to try to reach that goal? So when did you officially start the clean machine? Just give me timing wise. Yeah. So I worked in the natural products industry. So I worked with other companies for almost 30 years. Um, And my wife just said, you know, look, you keep making these amazing products for other companies and they're making, you know, 20, 30, 40 million dollars off your product. Why aren't we doing this for ourselves again? (laughs) And 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 at the same time, I was dealing with the corporate structure and all the head games and corporate play and power plays and you know, the ceilings and all that mess and nonsense that I just didn't like. Uh, And I said, yeah, it's time. I I want to live my truth, live closer to my passions and and do the things of high integrity that are important to me. Um, So I started that uh, seven years ago tomorrow. Wow. Oh, <laughs> yeah. and this even anniversary coming up. So officially. Yeah. Seventh anniversary. Seventh anniversary. Like <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But that's great. So, I mean, I, I didn't know your full backstory. So it was really kind of powerful and impacting even for me to hear about how, you know, how you got on your, your journey, you know, how you started your path and also how you made that not only commitment to the change, but how you started to pull the pieces together. 
you know, by kind of releasing the pain and then the understanding of what's our impact, what are we doing in the world to make sure we're not causing greater pain. I think a lot of times, you know, we don't always look internally to say, what can we do um, to make sure our actions and what we're doing day to day. So I think that's amazing that you were doing it, you know, back, like you said, in the 80s. And I'm old enough to remember when we didn't have um, internet. So I definitely know what you mean. Um, but it's yeah. also exciting to hear how this also fueled not only an opportunity for you from a career standpoint, yes. of, like you said, being fit, being healthy and taking that approach, but also moving that into a business that supports people who want to get healthy. So maybe let's talk about your business. Let's give people a little bit of background on what your business is. And then let's talk about from this day and age, because 2020 has been a little bit of madness for many of us yes, um, out there, is how has it a impacted you? And how have you maybe tried to pivot or adapt with all of this change and all of the challenges that um, we are being faced with now. When I uh, when I was in the industry, you know, one of the things that I noticed standing in a store, it's like fifty percent of the store had natural vitamins and and good health foods and stuff like that. And then then you had this sports nutrition part over here that had stuff with steroid using guys as the pictures on it, and like drug addicts basically. And you know, as you're selling your product full of chemicals and nasty stimulants, they could kill people. And I'm like, what are those two things doing in the same hey, store? You know, it's just like, wow, when did when did you know fitness turn into this bizarre thing about drug abusers and and stuff like that? And I'm like, that's that's not fitness. That's where where did we go wrong? That that went off the wrong path somewhere along the line. And I said, wait, somebody's got to bring these two things back together: health and fitness. You know, I saw the the on the health food side, you got some fitness products, but they were weak and poorly developed, and there was no science behind them. And I'm like, okay, that's not going to attract the yeah. the you know, those type of people that are looking for something that will really do that. When I was at 24 hour fitness, they did a nice study and looked at why do people stop going to the gym? And the number one reason was I don't get results quick enough. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but that's such an important part of being healthy is consistency. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how can I help people stay with the program? And I think Nutrition is such an important key to that. When you have truly science-backed, efficacious nutrition that gets people the results that they're looking for, they will stay with it. They'll say, I look in the mirror, I look better. I wake up in the morning, I feel better. I have less inflammation, I'm recovering faster. That's something that they can notice and stay with it. So they stay excited, so they stay engaged, they stay on the healthful, healthful programs and on the path. So I really wanted to do that. And, and I noticed that, you know, intelligence, fluid intelligence, that's a published human study. That's so big. when I see people, you know, talking about EPA and DHA, and I'm like, you're only getting part of the story. Not only that, if you consume DHA, which is at the very bottom of the ladder, the body thinks it's converted all that. So it shuts down the enzyme and causes a backup of all the rest of them. Oh, really? But remember, it doesn't, it only stops at EPA if you're getting them from animal sources. So then it starts to overload EPA and it can actually become a negative. Hmm. This is called EPA buildup. And this is where you look at people doing this EPA DHA consumption mm-hmm. of fish or even algae. Now, and it's unfortunate that even the vegetarian community has said, oh, let's copy the animal 
ones because that's the yeah. Gold let's just standard, make a right? substitute for everything. Yeah, <laughs> and they found algae that had EPA and DHA in it, and now they're trying to do that, not understanding that's actually human beings are biologically, genetically built to actually get all six of them and do the conversion for ourselves. I love that that you're saying how much we can do the conversion ourselves and those items, you know, so that's key because, you know, by choosing plants, you're yes. you're making all, all types of decisions that maybe some of us, even like myself before this interview, didn't know. You know, I didn't know the impact of it. And, and what's what's cool about that is a lot of the research used to paint a different picture because they were only looking at omnivores in the research. Mm. They never included vegans. So when they looked at an omnivore, they said, oh, wait, uh, ALA doesn't convert to DHA very well. And it was true in the studies. It was a very low conversion rate. But when they looked at vegans in a study, in a side-by-side -side comparison, they found vegans actually had higher amounts of DHA than those taking fish oil or consuming fish. And they're like, okay, how is that possible? What they found is when the body is higher in one, it starts producing more enzymes to convert that ALA at a much more efficient rate. If you're putting in DHA, you're telling the body, hey, I already have DHA. Let's turn off that epigenetic gene that triggers the production of that enzyme because you don't need to convert anymore. So they were only looking at that study saying, oh, there's not much enzyme there at all. No, in vegans, the enzyme is really high because it's doing all the conversion. It's looking at the proper subset. And yes. vegans never got included in these studies before. So all this data out there was on omnivores. When it, the same with vitamin K2. So all this research was done that plants have really high amounts of vitamin K1, but our body needs vitamin K2. And of course, they looked at omnivores and they said, oh, omnivores don't convert vitamin K1 to K2 very well. But when they looked at vegans, they found something interesting happened. When you, dark greens are one of the best sources of vitamin K1. When you put a dark green in it, what else does it have? High fiber and chlorophyll, right? Both of these feed specific microorganisms in our gut and they start to grow and expand and they convert vitamin K1 to K2. So now you have this super high source of vitamin K1, you've raised the amount of bacteria that actually do the conversion and now you know, it shows that vegans can actually have higher levels of vitamin K2. But again, all the research was done on omnivores, and they just assume what's true with omnivores is true in everybody else. And it's not. Once you shift the diet, the microbiome changes, the internal enzyme changes, our genes change, so many changes go on. We need more data, more research looking at what's going on on the inside of a healthy, normal vegan and that should be our base of okay that's what's possible with the human being when you remove these animal factors that are contributing to negative impacts on our ability to process and produce nutrients it's amazing that's huge i mean it, it's such a different way of looking at research and i think i mean i'm learning a ton from you today but i'm also <laughs> learning the idea that 
you know, even when I look at medical studies, even when I'm looking at information and not to make it sound like I'm looking at a ton of them, but when I look at my sources of data and information, making sure that they are covering samples or individuals that are vegan makes a big difference in the outcome, makes a difference in not only the data that's reported, but to your point, the assumptions that are potentially being made. So I think it's key that even as any of us out there are trying to dig into nutrition or starting to understand it, he's making sure that we're not only looking at the most recent research, but also making sure we understand, you know, what sample or what group um, they are actually um, doing the research with. So I think that's really, it's really impactful. I think the only thing I would ask is, you know, we do have some of our folks out there that you know, they're listening to this and they, they hear it, they kind of get it, but they feel a little overwhelmed. Mm. They feel a little bit of like, they may not have the time to do the research or they may not understand mm. well, what's this versus this, or they get caught in, you know, this term versus that term. What's the best way for someone to start if they're trying to be more nutritious conscious, if they're trying to do right, if they're trying to eat better, what's the best place for them to start or what they should be doing? Or if they are doing supplements, what should they be looking for so they don't get misguided, so they don't get off the wrong path and think they're doing something great? In this age of social media where a lot of people are getting their information off the internet, yes, you do have to be careful because there is a lot of misinformation out there and a lot of biased information, cherry-picked information. That's what, and it, that goes for, for, for every, in, including vegans out there. There's misinformation within the vegan community too as well. And again, there are assumptions that were based, like we talked about in the study, that, okay, that was the data set. That's all we knew in the scientific community. We had nothing to go off and tell these new studies that included vegans to do that. So it does take a lot of sorting through. Um, I think there are some good sources out there, nutritionfacts.org. Dr. Greger does a great job at breaking down the science, making it a little more simple and understandable, um, but also being a fair comparison of, of everything. I think they're, you know, check your sources. Uh, where What's their intention? You know, I, I know I get challenged a lot because I own a company that, oh, you say that because you're trying to support or sell a product. I totally get that. I, I, I feel the same way. And it's for me, it's the opposite. I don't sell a product and then try to support it. I look out there at the research and say, like, ahi flour. Ahi flour was this breakthrough in research that is the highest in omega-3 of any plant in the world. And the highest in, in, in one of those omega-3s called SDA, which is really important. You're going to hear lots more research on SDA. It's powerful anti-inflammatory, especially in this uh, day and age of COVID, where inflammation can actually end up killing people. It's called a cytokine storm. Anti-inflammation is coming very, very important. Um, but it was the highest in the, uh, SDA and ALA of any plant in the world. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. I didn't want to just put out another plant-based omega-3 with algae or, or uh, you know, or flax or chia or hemp or whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I wanted some, I'm looking for plants that are truly unique, that really are exceptions in the plant market, and then bring them and their research to the marketplace because I need, think they need a fair shot at standing up there. You know, I went to one of the largest supplement retailers in the country. And I said, you know, this is amazing. Clinically proven, 400% more effective than flax, the number one selling uh, plant-based omega-3 in the world. 
And he mm-hmm. goes, yeah, that's the problem. And I'm like, what? And he goes, I got a ton of plant-based uh, omega-3 on there. What happens when I put yours on there? And those all stop selling. Yeah. So they did not intentionally bring this product in because it was so much better than everything they had on the shelf. Yeah. That's disappointing to me. It is. That, that the marketplace is more interested in money than in doing what's right for the consumer. I said, your consumer could have something that is clinically pre- two published human studies, clinically yeah. proven four times better than what you've got on the shelf. And you intentionally are trying to keep that off yourself for yeah. sales. That's like mind blowing. I think that goes to one thing that we talked about earlier, and especially as we talk about some of the changes with COVID, is because COVID has started to allow people to be a little bit more direct to consumer marketing, mm. yeah. because people are really starting to do more with their online kind of business and marketing, that I wonder if we'll be able to overcome some of those things. We'll be able to make sure mm. that we can bring the better products to market because we're not subject to bringing a product through channel A or channel B. We can actually go direct to the customer. I don't know. We talked a little bit about it before, but I don't know if you want to give anyone a little bit of background. Yeah. And to me, it is like the best thing ever. Um, because, you know, obviously when you're putting the quality into the ingredients, the product is going to be a little bit more expensive. But I, I do lectures because you have to educate. And I think education is so important, but you have to have the research to support the education. You have to understand the method of action. What's going on? A lot of people want to know what's going on in my body when I take this in, you know, what's really going on there. And and I think this is such an opportunity. This is a golden opportunity for more people to who who want to do a high integrity business, high quality business, to get out there and tell your story. Um, you can get in front of the customer. It's not pigeonholed by the top 10 companies out there that are dominating the shelf space, um, like in traditional retail, um, you actually can get out there and tell your story and show people the difference and let them try and experience the difference between a quality product and something else. Um, Just had an email today from a guy from Australia said, I've tried almost all the products in that particular category and nothing's come close to what I experienced from your product. And it's not available in Australia. And he was complaining because he's like, get this to Australia. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I know. And that's, a, and that's a challenge. As a small company, you want to grow and, yeah. and things. But I think with the advent of Amazon, and I know a lot of people are not real happy about Amazon, but I think it does give an opportunity to allow smaller companies who are integrity-based, who are quality-based, to get their products out in front of consumers that would be able to support that type of product and allow them to grow too. It's it's not just about being sold because I think those who invest in the product um, and, and in high quality and the strong point of differentiation in that, uh, like the, the clean green protein, we are the first company in the world to bring lentine to market. Lentine is a plant that is higher in protein than any other plant in its, in its whole food state, mm-hmm. uh, higher in nutrient density, and then kale, spinach, spirulina, all the green superfoods, higher in nutrients. So higher protein, higher in nutrients than any other plant. And the first plant commercially available with bioactive B12 in it. it actually, I walk looks- everyone through that. Like explain yes. what you mean by that. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So first thing when I say that, let's clarify. 
all B12 is made by bacteria and only bacteria. Animals don't make it, plants don't make it, only bacteria make it. Now, an animal can consume dirt or things like that by um, getting the bacteria in there and, and uh, making the B12 available in that. But to be honest, most of the B12 that you get in meat today is actually injected into the animal. 80% um, of all the B12 in the marketplace sold today goes into animals. That is farmers actually injecting cows, pigs, and, and things because they're eating grains. They're completely devoid of it. They're eating out of troughs and not eating grass from grass fed. You know, So that's where that B12 is coming from. So don't think that you're, oh, I eat meat, so I'm taking meat. No, that B12 is a supplement. You're just taking the supplement, sticking it in an animal, killing the animal, and then eating that supplement. From this. Instead of taking the supplement. <laughs> exactly. It's the same thing as taking a supplement without the animal dying for it. Um, so this is a very unique plant. It's a water plant. So most plants in soil actually have a um, synergistic relationship. So the bacteria uh, come up to break down nutrients so that the plant can absorb them. Well, in turn, the plant says thank you by uh, actually pulling together sugars and amino acids that the bacteria need to thrive and sending it down the root system and putting it in the soil to pull the bacteria over. And they have a symbiotic relationship. I'll break down the nutrients and send it to you, plant. Okay, plant, I'll send down some um, sugars and amino acids for you so you can grow. It's a nice little relationship I give you, and we both help each other uh, support each other's uh, growth. Um, in a water plant, you don't have roots in the ground. It's floating around on the top of the water. And so the plant adapted by actually taking the bacteria out of the water and pulling it up into the root system and then creating little nodules, little uh, bacteria hotels, so to speak, inside the plant. And that bacteria actually lives inside of the plant so that when you harvest the plant, you're actually getting that B12 from the bacteria. What a beautiful relationship. So now we're starting to see that if we don't make the soil destroyed by actually having biodynamic soil um, because of modern farming practices, we can have that same bacteria actually producing B12 and we can get bacteria in plants. It's our modern farming practices that are more responsible for the lack of B12 in our, in, in our uh, plant base. So this whole myth that you can't get B12 from plants is now starting to uncover, just like vitamin D3. Vitamin D3 says, yes, you can get it from sun, but we're all indoors now. Yeah. Well, we're not being exposed to sun, so now we have to take supplements. So like B12 and D3, if we've removed all the B12 from the soil, then we have to put it back in somewhere. If we take ourselves out of direct sunlight, yes, we have to get them nutritionally elsewhere. So that's why supplementation with D3, B12, things like this are important. But now we know the relationship and now we know, no, there is nothing that your body needs that you can't get from sunlight or from plants. Yeah. And I, I love the fact that this innovative approach in a way that you're kind of integrating it into your business is allowing us to kind of tap into that information. Because it's one piece when the research is done, but there's yeah. another piece when we're able to actually leverage the research and be able to get a supplement like yours and be able to get that B12 um, in our products and, and, and so forth. So it's really exciting that you're kind of doing that hand-by-hand -hand, hand -hand kind of approach um, of bringing the the revolutionary science and these innovations into your products. 
Well, nature has some extraordinary plants. If you look about 60% of all of our medicines come from plants and much more of them are just imitated from plants. They're synthetic derivatives, uh, copies of what the plants are doing. But the plants have all these chemicals. Like one of the first plants I brought to market was a cactus flower and it modulates our, our hormones and balances them so amazingly that they were gonna bring to market as a drug. The pharmaceutical companies were interested in it. Mm -hmm. And uh, what they found when they try to isolate, because to get a drug, you isolate a certain phytochemical and then you can patent it and then you can mark it up really high 6,000%, make tons of billions of dollars off of it. But what they found that there was about five different phytochemicals that work synergistically to create an effect. So they couldn't isolate one of those chemicals because it didn't have that effect. And yeah. that's what's wonderful about whole food. That's why we use the whole plant and lentine. Most of the plant proteins on the market are isolated proteins where they just pull out the protein by 80% and strip away all the fiber and the micronutrients, everything like that. And then they put synthetic cheap stuff back into it. We use the whole plant, the leaf, the flower, the root, everything. So you're getting all that nutrition in its whole food state. Really want to change the game a little bit, so to speak. There's a lot of people doing things out there. If you want that, if you want an expensive, that's there for you. But those who are really looking to up-level the quality of their life, and, you know, the quality of their nutrition, that's what I want to provide for those people who really care about exceptional nutrition. Not just, does it get me through the day? Am I taking a multivitamin? Is it my comfort? You know? But there are exceptional plants out there that do things that no other plants in our food system do. And I really want to try to bring those to the market and make them more accessible for more people to enjoy the health benefits of them. That's perfect. So if people are interested in getting in contact with you, if they want to learn more about the work you do, about the supplements that you offer and so forth, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Well, you can obviously go to Clean Machine online. <laughs> uh, Clean Machine, I named it that, um, is the flower of life because I really see the flower of life is a sacred symbol, but it's a sacred geometry. And that's what is kind of innate in nature. There is a perfection in nature. And that's what I try to bring in everything we do. And Clean Machine is because I want to keep this amazing machine called the human body as clean and natural as possible through uh, proper plant-based nutrition. So you can reach us at Clean Machine Fit on social media, both on Instagram and Facebook. And you can uh, check out me personally. I do a lot of posting of science. If you're into the research and science, I'm constantly posting that did today as well. Um, and then you can check us out on uh, or order on either Amazon or cleanmachineonline.com. Perfect. I may have to take a look. I'm in the market for a new couple of new supplements. So I'm actually going to probably go out there and check it out. You'll probably see my name and address real soon. <laughs> <laughs> We just had one comment that came through from Cody, which I thought was really good. She really loved that we were diving into the details and talking about kind of the plants and bacteria relationships. So I always love it when we go into the details and people appreciate it. So, so glad um, that Cody commented there. So we are a little bit running a little bit over our normal 20 minute timeline, but I think it was worth it. I think it was really exciting. I really think people are very excited about it. I just got to thank you from Belinda. Thank you so much, Belinda, for hanging in there with us. So I think we're probably coming to the end here, but is there are there any kind of last minute either recommendations that you have for people, whether it's on the nutrition side or even on the business side, as we're kind of moving forward here in 2020, like you said, we're indoors. Um, 
anything that people should be doing or thinking about as we're, um, you know, trying to manage our, our second half here of 2020? Yeah, I, I do consulting, you know, over 35 years in the business. I What I really like is helping startups, especially in the plant-based community. So if that's something that you're interested in getting into, uh, I can do real quick free consulting for you, just bouncing questions off, help send you in the right direction, maybe avoiding some pitfalls uh, for basic startups and stuff like that. I love doing that. Um, uh, but also take take a uh, have faith uh, know that it is our time to step up and present quality products never has there been a easier time with digital marketing to reach people with amazon and direct consumer um, sales methods and um, be able to be able to put products out in front of people in a very competitive market whether it's food or clothing or whatever let's keep funneling the products because that's what I think this this movement is really bringing in a lot of new clients. A lot of people are coming to the plant-based movement. They need education, but they also need the products that support their lifestyle. So I applaud everybody out there who is uh, doing plant-based businesses and vegan businesses out there. It's much needed, and I'm loving seeing the successes by some of the companies. And remember, we're on the same side. I don't see that as competition. We're all in this together to try to improve people's health and to, to uh, get people to put their passions into their, their way to make money too as well. Yeah, that is perfect and a wonderful way to wrap it up, I think. Inspiring people and helping people know that we're in this together. We're trying to make great change. Um, and also, I just love that we had a chance to kind of highlight some of the great work that you're doing, some of the great change that you're doing, even as you're coming up on this amazing seven-year anniversary. Um, and I really love that we had some time to dive into the details about nutrition, but also talk about the business side of things, too. It's really great when we can kind of talk about multiple aspects because, you know, we're very multidimensional people here as vegans. Um, so it's important for us to cover all those topics. So thank you so much for joining us today. Um, really excited that we had a chance to talk. Um, really excited with the amount of people that are watching and commenting. If you enjoy these sessions, if you love what we're doing, don't forget to like these sessions or give us the thumbs up and let us know. Also share these with friends, share them with a colleague. It's really great when we can get this information information out to others as well. So I just wanted to encourage some of you out there that are listening live, or even if you're listening to this as a recording or as our podcast, I highly recommend you share this with someone else because not only has this information helped me and some of the decisions I need to make as far as some of the supplements um, that we're using. It also, I think, is helpful for many of us out there that have been lifelong vegans or have been vegan for a while or some of us that are getting new into this new nutrition world, being able to have a right resource like yourself, um, Jeff, and this interview, I think it's just a great way to kind of get that information out there. So once again, thank you so much for joining. Thank you everyone who has been watching and we will see everyone in our next interview. Bye everyone.